0: 52 weeks, 68 episodes, over 15 pay-per-views reviewed. What happens when a bearded genius teams up with a Puerto Rican renegade? Boss Ross and the J-Man bring you proudly the 68th installment and the one-year anniversary of the best damn wrestling podcast on earth. We are the Double Turn Podcast, and the 68th installment starts in 3, 2, 1...
1: I actually cannot believe we have made it this far on this show. You haven't killed me. That's true. Yet, of course. It's the Double Turn Wrestling Podcast, as uh, the J-Man eloquently said in our intro. We have reached one year of this fine show. We've talked at length about our, our humble beginnings. We've mm-hmm. talked at length about about uh, some of the episodes that we've gone back to, some of the uh, jokes that started episodes ago, just things about the show that have just slowly developed. And when you when you do something fun and exciting and uh, you, you kind of step out of your comfort zone a little bit, uh, I won't speak for just one of us, I'll just speak for both of us, in the fact that uh, this is something we both kind of wanted to do and it kind of took each other to do it. Yes. So uh, with that being said... This is the Double Turn Podcast, Boss Ross and the J-Man coming at you this week. It's normally just another week of the show, not to make it seem mundane or boring. We are far from that. However, uh, as we said, this is the one-year anniversary of this show starting, Yep. Uh, and so... I don't want to say this is a tribute show, but this does feel a little bit more special of a show. Sure does, especially when the J Man does the intro because I've literally, I think I've done every intro except for three of them.
0: Yeah, uh, when we first started the shows, uh, we would switch it every week, but it's then true. we came to the realization that. Listen, I I love speaking into this microphone just about as much as anybody would want to, but I'm also not an idiot. Ross does this (laughs) for a living, and he does it eloquently, and he does it beautifully, and we take advantage of his talents that he's able to bring into this podcast, so we go ahead and have him do the introductions, but every once in a while, you know, J-Man slips in there, goes ahead and drops a couple of dime pieces, and, uh, you know... I do a lot of the backstage, a lot of the behind the scenes stuff. I lot of the, I write up a lot of the, I write up a lot of the stuff of our quote unquote script, if you will, not the bullet points, if you will.
1: Now, uh, I will give you credit uh, as I will, and that is a nice segue to plugging ourselves, which is the J Man does run our Instagram account for the show, the Double Turn Podcast on Instagram. Yes, One and only J Man Nineteen is his personal account. Ross the Real Boss Eighty Five is mine. And then Boss Ross TDT on Twitter. Uh, I've mostly been good uh, on days of pay per views. Otherwise, uh, I do post our shows there. Yes. Um, so if you want to check us out, if you want to uh, follow us, like what we're talking about. Um, in fact, if you're fans of the show. Uh, I'm, I'm very much open to ideas, suggestions, critiques, you know, praise, By the way, we hit 102 feedback.
0: followers. There it is. Yeah, holler at your boy. That's awesome. Uh,
1: of course, if you, if you guys want to see more, or should say see, hear more of something or hear less of something, perhaps you guys want me to not do, uh, my righteous rants where I throw pens at the wall <laughs> or, uh, or have my explosions. Apparently people love those. I don't know why, but they do um but again there there's just so many things that we could reminisce on this show I don't want that to be this type of show no not today um however uh I think I think I do like how some of our news segments have gone which we are doing news we are doing three count we are doing triple threat uh no top five this week mostly because we didn't have a discussion if we were even doing one so yeah
0: that and then there's just not anything that was kind of Hugging at my heart this week nor to you
1: no plus uh plus after watching nxt this week and realizing that the tag belts have not changed hands yet (laughs) i i I was just growing more and more frustrated with the inevitability knowing that my that my groundwork for laying out the undisputed air having all four belts is is coming to fruition months later than i would have (laughs) liked
0: if we were to do a top five it would be the top five Greatest tag team title changes in NXT history. And that would not would, be one of them. And it would go. It would go something like this: Undisputed era beating Street Profits at five. Undisputed era beating the Street Profits at four. Undisputed era beating the Street Profits at three. <laughs> and at two and at one. And at two. <laughs> and at one. And then him still getting mad at the fact. They should have won in Toronto.
1: It's true. They should have won in Toronto.
0: <laughs> That's me mimicking you, not me right. getting upset because I clearly you have call to get that. a little
1: more passionate about it. They on the pay-per-view, to not do the channel change of belts. I'm waving my hands in the air because I'm still upset about it. <laughs> the oh, point man. is that uh, the news segment, we are we are going to do a little bit of a uh, free form yeah. when it comes to the Very news so segment. last week, yeah. As uh, we do have a major thing to talk about this week, which is they started King of the Ring this week. Yep. So even though we didn't formally give predictions, we did go over it when they were going to do that. So we may do some predictions on this show. Uh, And then, of course, there are some big news ticket items. So, And also, there was big news uh, from WWE. It's not breaking, of course. But the fact is that, uh, well, one of their big shows is moving networks. And so, I, I actually think it's very appropriate to just start there. I agree, because I think week. it's the biggest news story of the entire week. NXT is formally moving to the USA Network, in which, for those of you that didn't think that we were about to have a head-to-head war on our hands with two wrestling companies... Oh, it's here. Oh, we're, we're about to have it. Um, and of course, is not here yet, because AEW does not start their television until October. Yep. However with NXT moving to USA which is a big deal for them of course it's only been on the network for a while. They're now moving to USA. So forgive me because I do not remember this did they announce the time slot they are at
0: they this is what they have announced excuse me announced uh, First of all, NXT is going from one hour to two which, which is, huge. is something they need. They, they've they needed to do for a while anyway. Needed it for a while because mm-hmm. they have so much talent in NXT that it's appropriate for them to go ahead and move themselves to a two-hour time slot if they're yes. going to be on World on World Television. First of all, second of all, I'm going to assume this is just an assumption. Probably eight o'clock Eastern.
1: So eight to ten. Eight to ten. Instead of nine to eleven. That is correct. Which I believe is what AEW is proposing to be doing, which is nine to eleven. Even though I think they may want to stick to eight to ten and WWE should probably go later because I know AEW's trying to pick up their UK network or UK network, their UK fans. And
0: they're also about to go ahead and they're set to announce AEW's tele um their television time slot in Canada as well, which is pretty big for AEW in itself. Yes. Yeah. So um, but anyways, expanded from one hour to two. Here's the kicker, Ross. And this is this is a really big deal. So we know that AEW is gonna be running live. NXT is also going to be airing live as well on the USA Network, which is enormous.
1: Is there anything other than when NXT tapes multiple weeks? Is there anything on WWE programming that is not live right now?
0: That is not live? 205 Correct. Live is not live.
1: Well, on the network it is
0: is it actually airing right after directly after Smackdown? I believe it is. Oh, I thought okay, cuz I've always been under the impression that they recorded it prior to Smackdown starting. That's fair. But so I didn't know. I was that. always so, able to watch it, so um I think NXT is the only thing that is not live.
1: And again, they only tape certain times of the year. They don't tape every other week, they don't tape mo- it's it's literally what they do is especially after takeovers. Yes. They will they will tape shows in that area. And so that, so that for instance, did they do two shows in Toronto or just the one because they had the dark show match. They had the dark, or the, the dark show dark... match,
0: which went mm-hmm. on, which was what they recorded prior to Takeover.
1: And then were they back in Full sale the next week?
0: They were back in Full sale, okay. but remember they do their house shows within the area that they're in. So they recorded there a couple house shows. Go. Uh, house shows. I'm not sure if they were in Ontario or not, but in they, that area. They, they, yeah. Okay. They were probably in Ontario. They probably hit the the northeast coast of the U S. and then are back down and in, in, in Full sale for It's
1: it's week. just been the formula they've had. It's fine. It's Again, for them, yeah. It. it Exactly. Yeah. So this is a major move, not only for the NXT brand, but for WWE. Um, it does make their actual... Oh, my goodness. Now we have even more WWE programming to watch That's because we right. have three hours of Raw, two hours of SmackDown, one hour of 205 Live. Do you watch NXT UK? You should. I'm just saying. You sh- you should watch that. What is that, an hour-long show, too? Okay, By so way, what,
0: NXT UK Cardiff is... Uh, is it this weekend or is it next weekend, Ross?
1: NXT TakeOver Cardiff Diff is coming up. You are right. Yeah. Um, I have a
0: feeling it's this weekend.
1: I will have to talk to you about what is going to happen because I believe I did the TakeOver show. You did the TakeOver UK show because I lost my voice, so I was in studio with you helping produce. Yes. Uh, it's the
0: 31st. Speak. Oh, it's the 31st, so it's Labor Day. Week. I'm sorry. Hold the phone. Correct. Hold the phone. You're meaning phone. to tell me that not only are we going to be going head to head with NXT and All Elite Wrestling starting in October, but mm-hmm. NXT UK Cardiff is taking place the same night as All Out. Holy go. bleep! Yes, that just that just came into my brain right now. Ha. Ah, it's pretty good, isn't that's it? That's awesome.
1: Mm-hmm. This is
0: this is awesome. <laughs>
1: That's very loud. So,
0: that's why my mic is off.
1: Yes. Thank goodness for that. Yeah. Um so, yes, uh, obviously uh, Walter and Tyler Bate are uh, wrestling for the uh, UK title. That
0: should be a very very good match.
1: Yes, and uh, as of this moment actually, there are nine oh, I'm sorry. The the Cardiff show has five or six matches. Okay. That's very typical of NXT in that they have five or six matches it's typically. The, yep. Um I believe as of this moment, uh, All Out has nine matches that are scheduled. Uh, The other thing we will have to discuss for next week is if we are doing...
0: An All Out preview show.
1: Yes. We do not have to do predictions if you don't want to, because most of our predictions are WWE-related. However, if you want to do preview and predictions and it count towards the total, we can discuss that.
0: Well, we also got to figure out whether or not you're... Are we... When are we doing the show? Because next Thursday is is the boss is, as is the boss himself's birthday, ladies and gentlemen. So
1: next Wednesday, the twenty eighth, is my birthday, and uh, my 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 plans for Labor Day weekend are still uh, well, they're still TBD. Okay. So uh, programming note that is a good segue in that uh, this show will either drop next Thursday because we'll have recorded it on Wednesday, or it will still drop on the normal Friday depending on the scheduling so when we have more of that uh we'll let everybody know on our socials aka instagram twitter all the good things that you will know we will go from there so uh that is a programming note so thank you for leading us to that all out has nine matches that are uh, scheduled um this time around they have a 21 woman casino battle royale even though last time they had a men's battle royale of course um Well, let's put it this way. The winner of that match gets an AEW Women's World Championship match. Against? Against someone. They get a slot in the championship match by winning the Battle Royal. Interesting. So I don't know how they're going to do. Because remember, it was Hangman Page won the Battle Royal, and then Jericho beat Beat Omega Omega. to get the other spot.
0: So, basically, we have ourselves currently the main event, which is Hangman Page versus Y2J for the title.
1: Moxley and Omega. And
0: By the way, my, oh, crap, I forgot to tell you this, Roswell. Mm-hmm. There are multiple reports. Moxley's hurt. I don't know how serious it is, but Moxley is hurt. Elbow issues. Mm-hmm. We've known that Moxley, a.k.a. Dean Ambrose, has he just recovered last summer, came back, mm-hmm. from having torn his tricep and bicep. Correct. Um. So... We all know that uh, NJPW has a certain style that uh, WWE does not wrestle. It's a lot more physical. Not saying that the w- WWE style is not physical. It very much is. But uh, it, I think you and I have discussed that NJPW is very stiff. Uh, it's strong style. It's uh, more of a shoot and mm-hmm. th- than anything else. Um, so it does not surprise me that he's a little bit banged up. Hopefully this does not uh, interfere with... With Moxley's huge match with Omega uh, next Saturday, because this is, by the way, that I mean th- it is legitimately the same uh, the semi main event, um, and I, and the other semi main to me is of code is of course uh, Cody versus Sean Spears, which should be also a very good match.
1: Yes, uh, also remember that the uh, Lucha Brothers are wrestling the Young Bucks for the AAA World Tag Team Championships. Ah, uh,
0: yes. Yeah, so we got really three semis with the full main event. That's gonna really be yes. fun. It's gonna so, be a lot of fun.
1: So that is all out. We will uh, we'll probably at least discuss it yes. next week. Oh, definitely, uh, we were talking uh, NXT moving to USA. It's a big deal um, for everybody involved. Everybody's thrilled about it. Everybody's looking forward to the next stage of NXT. However, I will throw this to you because there are a lot of people, and I do say a lot of people because I do follow a lot of things on social media. Even though a lot of it I do try to avoid because it's just troll trollville out there. Agreed. Um, there are people that are very worried that the NXT as we know it... Is over. Is over. I like, have... Like, totally over. I have read And this that. is going to be just the third brand of WWE. I have Thoughts? read that. I, I see, think there's a very real chance of it, by the way.
0: I, I, I see what their worry is. However, um, let me give you a report of what happened on Monday Night Raw this week. And... You'll kind of see where I'm going with this. So there's a report that Vince McMahon, actually, it's not a report. It's actually factual, it's accurate. Vince McMahon was not in St. Paul this week for Monday Night Raw because he was getting ready for his press conference because they announced the first eight teams of the XFL. So I bring this up. I bring this up because there's reports saying Vince is going to take a little bit of a step back, backstage because he wants to concentrate on the XFL. If that is the case, then not only is he stepping back from Monday Night Raw, he's also stepping back from SmackDown, which means he will not be as hands-on as what we're thinking he's going to be with NXT. That being said, that means Triple H is still calling the shots. If Triple H, listen, we we know that with this move to USA, that means that Kevin Dunn, who's one of the huge guys backstage, and Vince McMahon have to be more hands-on because they are the... Um, the bridge the bridging of the gap of USA and WWE. I get that. That's understandable. I didn't want to hear it, but I've I'm also not a stupid human. That being said, Triple H still has to be the guy that is being reported to at the end of all this. Okay, here's has the thing though. Yeah.
1: When you go to the USA network, it's all through Vince. What I'm saying is that the USA network is going to dictate certain things that happen. Yeah, I know that's and, the one thing that worries me. And because NXT has been a WWE product, and it still is, but the USA hands are going to kind of be all over it.
0: Yeah, ratings. It's it's real. It's ratings. Mm-hmm. It's it, that's what it is. Yes. Um, but I guess you could make the same argument as to well, why wouldn't all elite wrestling kind of be dictated by ratings by Turner Network Television?
1: Which that. Which, uh, there there's a strong venture so that says like, that that will happen.
0: Exactly. And I bring that up because it's the hate. I got to be careful with this, but it's the haters of WWE that are that are making it seem like all elite wrestling is so much better when it hasn't even aired on television yet. Even though I'm a big fan of it. Again, I'm going to call it like I see it and you're going to agree with me. All elite wrestling has not had a television taping yet. That's but, correct. You know, So you can't go ahead and say, oh, well, All Elite Wrestling is doing this and All Elite Wrestling is doing that. NXT has been a show for the last six years. They have been a physical program. Um, so will they have to go ahead and change some things? Potentially. I don't know if they can experiment as, lo- as much as they like, but I can tell you this. This is going to be one inter- interesting thing. You know how we always say some talents leave NXT and they just go up to the main roster and die. Mm-hmm. That yes. might not be the case as much as it's been over the past few years. I... I'm not saying Johnny Gargano's not going to leave, but you can probably imagine Dream, Dunn, Cold, the Era—they may stay around in NXT for a little bit longer than what you would expect.
1: Well, I'm telling you right now, if they if they do what I think they that they're going to do, which They'll is
0: incorporate more Raw. A super like maybe it might be like a different not a no no actually this is what i'm going to say i think there might be like an a swap of wrestlers every so often like guys from the main roster come down to NXT every once in a while to pop a rating or so
1: i i think NXT as a developmental territory is over with them going to two hours it's over it is it is going to be a third brand And they're going to have to find another way to have some type of developmental territory. You know
0: what, Ross? That's why Evolve is becoming such a big thing. Evolve is about to become what NXT has been.
1: Correct. That's what I do think.
0: That's actually... Wow, Ross. That's a... That's brilliant. Mm -hmm. That is brilliant.
1: Which means then you can treat Raw, SmackDown, and NXT as three separate entities. Which
0: is perfectly fine just as long as they continue the greatness that has me. And I want to be careful with this. Of course, NXT has its quirks that piss everybody off. They piss you off. They definitely piss me off. True. But that's not to say that it's not the most consistent show on WWE's lineup because it very much is. Mm -hmm. NXT. There's a reason why Vince McMahon and Triple H are having it be... NXT that's going head-to-head with AEW on a Wednesday because they yes. could have kept it on the on the network and then not necessarily go head-to-head with AEW but have it be SmackDown and Raw going up against AEW on the weekdays. No, they're having NXT move up from the network to national television and go head-to-head within at least the same construct of a time slot as All Elite Wrestling. And by the way, when you look at the construction of what NXT is as a whole, NXT is the better-suited television show to go against All Elite Wrestling than SmackDown and Raw. SmackDown maybe a little bit more than Raw, but you, it's NXT. NXT is the one to do this with. And that's not a knock against AEW saying, oh, well, we're going to have our developmental brand be the one that goes against you, blah, blah. That's not that. It's just, I think it's us as a, as a wrestling fan and a fan of WWE product, knowing this is the most consistent one. This is the one that should be going head-to-head against All
1: Elite Wrestling. Very exciting. Oh, we'll have to huge. see where where it goes when they, 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 they start. premiere
0: September the 18th. Wednesday, September the 18th on the USA Network. So that's going to be a huge week. And, of course, the first week of October is going to be a huge week because we have... Uh, all elite wrestling premiering on TNT on the second. And then we of course have SmackDown's move from USA to Fox. Yes. Which is gonna be super wicked. Um I don't know, man.
1: This fall lineup, this fall is gonna be one for the ages. Should be fun. Yes it should. All right, quick hits before we go into our King of the Ring talks. Uh you actually did bring up a point that I had written down and if I hadn't forgot to talk about The XFL did release their eight teams, their locations, which were not brand new, but their team names as well. We have the Dallas Renegades, the Houston Roughnecks, the Los Angeles Wildcats, the New York Guardians, the St. Louis Battlehawks, the Seattle Dragons, the Tampa Bay Vipers, and the D.C. Defenders. I will tell you, they missed a glorious opportunity to not name the team the St. Louis Vipers, you
0: uh, you read my mind. People were going, people were going ham over that on mm-hmm. Instagram and Twitter earlier this week because obviously, as if some of you don't know, we're about to let you know. Randy Orton, A.K.A. the Viper, that is his nickname in WWE, is a St. Louis boy. Yes. He is from St. Louis, mm-hmm. and they completely missed this.
1: I will tell you though, uh, the the American Dragon. Ah, Seattle Dragons. Yes. Good old
0: d Bry, Daniel
1: Bryan. Indeed. That's true. Uh, Also, uh, just fitting that a lot of these are very generic. Yeah, of course. uh, Which is fine. So um, so those are the eight teams. uh, The XFL, as you discussed before. Um, Vince McMahon is going to be very involved yet again. Uh, So he will be taking a step back from uh, certain things that are WWE related. Which could work.
0: Which could hopefully work for the best.
1: Yes, very much so. And
0: by the way, we wish the XFL a lot of success. Sure, sure. It's of football. Course. People, people love football. I
1: don't think anybody wants it to fail, especially right. since Vince is throwing a lot of money at it again. Yeah. So, um, the quote-unquote power couple of WWE. Well, actually, there's a few of them, but Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch are officially engaged to each other.
0: Hashtag Mazel Tov.
1: I saw that uh, I saw the post on Instagram, and uh, the caption was something along the lines of, uh, "Like this, this person's gonna be my partner for life or something." And the, uh, okay, exactly. he's he's bringing it up now. Um, it's but, uh,
0: happiest day of my life for the rest of my life. Heart ring, heart.
1: Yes, so, and of course the picture is uh, Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins uh, near some water and some rocks hugging each other. Yep, and uh, so. They are engaged to be married, uh, so this announcement was made on Instagram, probably on Twitter, maybe a couple other places too. So, um, I would presume the next uh, the next step would be uh, Charlotte and Andrade make that step. I know if they m- go my there. boy,
0: Andrade slaying mm-hmm. the game right now.
1: Well, they did post a picture that uh, they were like, "Well, next step for us is uh, Charlotte getting her belt back and Andrade becoming king of the ring." That would be lovely. It would, although it would totally bust my bracket and ruin my ideas for King of the Ring. But yes, that uh, that would work. Oh, I'm at least okay with half that equation. Fair enough. Yes. Uh, so, Becky and Seth, again, congratulations to them. Um, they are now officially going to be a for-real thing, like the marriage for-real hey, thing. Cool. This is cool, so. honestly.
0: In all sincerity, we're all about happiness on this podcast. Shout-out to our boy Seth Rollins and Ross Hates Becky Lynch, the man character, but he is a huge fan of Becky Lynch, the wrestler. And I know, he's, yes, of course. Yeah, no, she's fantastic. Um, you've loved her since her NXT days. Uh, she's, I think, you've gone on record multiple times saying she's what she's your top two of the four horse women of, of NXT, yes, um, on multiple occasions. So I, I wholeheartedly agree with that sentiment and uh, congratulations to those two. Speaking of weddings, oh boy, did th- okay, this man that we're about to talk about. He was cooking. He was cook. He's been cooking for a long time. This man knows how to break the internet. I mean, he just doesn't even try anymore, and he breaks it. If you guys don't know, the most electrifying man, and not just sports, and not just sports entertainment, but all of entertainment, The Rock, got married last Saturday, or was it last Sunday? I don't know, but Rock got married, and it is awesome. Congratulations to our boy, The Rock. He got married. Uh, his wife's name is Lauren Lauren Hashian, I believe is how you pronounce her last name. Her dad was the drummer for Boston.
1: If okay. I'm not mistaken,
0: um, so she is all up in music and whatnot. They've been dating for a long, long time. They've been together for about eight years. They started dating after he got after he got divorced from his uh, ex-wife, uh, Danny Garcia. For those who don't know, Danny Garcia, who is his uh, his ex-wife, she actually produces a bunch of his movies. They're actually really, really cool. Um, they they've stayed strong together shout out to them that you don't see that a lot in divorce couples nowadays they have three do- they have one daughter which is Simone um, and then he's got his two daughters with um his now wife Lauren who are uh Tiana and Gia I think are the names okay um th- anyways uh, th- 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 they were the, reports all over the place they were talking about like oh th- how did this happen they were supposed to apparently get married a year ago but then the second baby girl or Rock's third baby girl I should say uh came along so they pushed it and uh yeah they got married in Hawaii um Rock just Rock's had a hell of a week man Rock's had a hell of a year uh, Rock obviously he's got uh Hobbs and Shaw which is doing really really strong at the box office right now um uh jumanji 2 is about to go ahead and hit theaters this christmas gross um jungle cruise is about to go ahead and hit theaters next summer
1: the they announced and uh the, baller season five will be the last season of that show that's been a critically acclaimed show on hbo sure
0: has and uh, it's been the highest rated 30 minute comedy on hbo uh ever which so i mean i'm telling you lots of good
1: things happening for the rock lots
0: of great things mm-hmm. we're a big fan of that man he's one of our favorite wrestlers of all time so congratulations to the rock keep slaying the game
1: my brother uh, last bit of news before we go into our King of the Ring discussion, and that is that uh, I had actually forgotten about this. Chris Jericho, his band, Fozzie, they are touring with Nickelback. Oh, what? And That's like, huge. I actually think that they want to, well, okay, perhaps I misspoke. They have done gigs with Nickelback, right? which I realize that a lot of you may not like Nickelback, but they at one time were a very big deal. And I actually think they have shaken off the most hated band of all time thing that they had there for a while. Right. And uh, so, uh, I believe Chris Jericho started Fozzie back in the early 2000s. Something like that. Something along those lines. Yeah. By the way, they're going to be in Tucson. Uh, I thought they already were in Tucson.
0: I've, was it this weekend or is it the, they're going to be here in September? Not here, per se, in Phoenix, but Tucson, our, our hometown. Yeah. Um,
1: Fozzie started in 1999.
0: Oh, nice. Did he start him like a, when he signed with the WWF or was it when he was still with WCW?
1: So, um, 99. Didn't he join in the- August
0: 99? Was when he debuted. So that that just, sounds about 20 year right. His 20-year anniversary of his Raw debut was last week.
1: Yes, that's correct. What and a so debut. Um when they when they did the whole Chris Jericho with his band and John Cena doing his rap thing they did on Raw.
0: Yeah, two thousand five. Those
1: were real things. Yes they were. Because soon after that John Cena put out his actual album.
0: Yeah, and then he had his rap buddy, which is actually his cousin, the trademark. Yes who was rapping with him, and then Jericho had Fozzie.
1: Right. So that was not a gimmick like uh well. Here's my here's my WCW reference of the night. Here we go. Back when they did the uh, West Texas Rednecks, <laughs> that was a that was a schlock band. That was not a real thing. I I still remember Barry Windham doing drums like this. Wow. I'm I'm shaking that he had absolutely no rhythm and he was just banging the drums with his both hands without even attempting to look real. It was hilarious. You know, Kurt Henning was actually singing though. That, hilarious. Sometimes I wonder how World Championship Wrestling went out of business. Just that instance. <laughs> <laughs> that right there, death of WCW, right there. Live singing bands, you know, KISS, the No Limit Soldiers, oh, everything, man. Everything. ICP coming in four different times. Yeah, that's what killed WCW, right? Jeez. All right, it's King of the Ring time. This is not like a G1 update because, well, if you watch WWE programming, you already know the results. This is simply an analysis of what happened. Yeah. I will tell you this. I picked all four of these men because when I was when I was doing it in my head, I said, this makes the absolute most sense. Now, I realize we formally did not pick or make picks on this show right. for King of the Ring. We did not make a prediction. But I remember talking to the J-Man off the air, and I said, in order for this to work, certain things have to happen. Well, storyline-wise, it makes sense that the four guys who won won. won. Right. So Joe's being pushed. He won. Cedric Alexander's being somewhat pushed or I should say Sammy Zayn is not getting pushed. So Cedric won. Uh, Kevin Owens got screwed over by Shane McMahon. That makes sense. And Andrade beat Apollo Cruz because he's perceived as being the better talent, which, by the way, I'm not saying he isn't the better talent. I'm saying booking wise, he's the stronger sense. person. It yeah. makes sense. So of course they were also cutting promos this week about uh, let's see Gable and Benjamin uh, were backstage. Gable cut a promo. Benjamin then put a sign that said you have to be this high or you have to be this tall to be in the King of the Ring tournament. That was awesome. Shorty G, wow. Uh, I believe uh, I believe Ali cut promos this week on King of the Ring, and then of course uh, Buddy Murphy I believe wrestled this week again. Yes, he did. Um, but he wasn't,
0: but his match wasn't for King of the Ring. That's
1: correct. Yeah. That's correct. So uh, like I said, Joe. Cedric Alexander won on the Raw side. Elias and Andrade won on the SmackDown side. Uh, so coming up this week, we have Ricochet and Drew McIntyre, which should be awesome. Yes, it should. Uh, the Miz and Baron Corbin, that will be the Raw side. And then uh, Ali and Buddy Murphy, which is going to be unbelievable. And then uh, I- I'm telling you. Chad Gable and Chad Benjamin is going to be a good if match. If they really want to showcase... The king of the ring. Which, by the way, I actually think they've done a really good job so far. Yes, they have. Um, I've not ever felt like any of these matches were a waste of my time.
0: Let me tell you something really quickly. Samoa Joe and Cesaro. (sighs) Samoa Joe and Cesaro was a a fine, fine seven-minute match on Monday Night Raw. Well, look.
1: I told you that I was worried that they were just going to treat this just like a regular Monday Night Raw and Tuesday Night SmackDown where they were just going to happen to have matches that happen to be tournament matches instead of just treating them like tournament matches. They, I'm not asking for G1. Yeah. I'm not asking for that because, one, I don't even know if WWE is capable of doing something that cool. Sadly, I don't think they're that capable of doing something cool. NXT
0: po- NXT's capable, but the main roster,
1: I'm not sure. You're right. But, when you have okay, Joe and Cesaro, mm-hmm. we know what they're capable of. Absolutely. They delivered. Oh, you right?
0: bet your ass they did.
1: Uh, Cedric and Sammy to me was a little more on the storyline side mm-hmm. of the fact of, you know, because Sammy and Shinsuke, that's a whole other thing. But Sammy doesn't need to be in this tournament. Whereas Cedric being the underdog on Raw, that makes sense. Absolutely. Okay? Him
0: him, Ali and Ricochet are three guys that are the future. Uh, you want to throw out Apollo in there and, and Andrade, of
1: course. Uh You throw so then so then you go to the other side. You have Andrade and Apollo Cruz, who had again strong an ex- match an, and a strong acceptable SmackDown match that was treated seriously. Absolutely. And then Kevin Owens and Elias's storyline, and I have no problem with that yes. because of course Shane was going to screw over Kevin Owens. We
0: said that at length last week.
1: Yes. Yeah. So. um... I knew Raw was going to have a problem because they had five heels and three baby faces. Mm -hmm. So the heel-heel match happened last week. That was Joe and Cesaro because that's what they are. Even though I know Joe's cut baby, he's a heel. That's what he is. He's still a heel. So here's my my dilemma, right? So if I do this the way I would book it, to me, the favorite's going to lose next week. You're you're on that verge, yeah. But I'm here to tell you that I don't think a baby face is winning this tournament. Neither do I. Which means that either they are going to have Ricochet win next week, and then Ricochet is going to lose in the finals to a heel,
0: or Drew McIntyre is going all the way.
1: Yes. So I actually think whoever wins that match is going to the finals. Okay,
0: so let's do this really quickly then. We currently are looking at um, next week's matches will be Baron Corbin versus The Miz, as you stated, Drew McIntyre versus Ricochet. We've got Gable and Benjamin, and we've got Murphy and Ali. Yes. So let's pick those matches right now, and then let's pick who we think is going to win King of the Ring.
1: All right, so I've got Drew beating Ricochet. Okay. I have Corbin beating The Miz. you want me to stay on the Raw side or go over to SmackDown? Go over to SmackDown. Uh, I have Ali beating Buddy Murphy. Okay. And I have Chad Gable beating Shelton Benjamin.
0: Okay. All right.
1: That sets up a balance everywhere except for the top left of the card.
0: Okay. And then I wish I had the bracket. You know what? Let me go ahead and find the bracket really quickly on here.
1: So Joe is going to face the Ricochet Drew winner. Okay. Cedric Alexander is facing the Ms. Corbin winner. Elias is facing the Ali Buddy Murphy winner. And Andrade is facing the Gable Benjamin winner. Got it. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. All right. That's also for the fans out there that don't know the bracket. I just gave you a bracket breakdown. So there you go.
0: Who did you say
1: Ali uh, Ali would face if he won? Elias. Elias. So my my, uh, quarterfinals would be Joe versus Drew. Cedric versus Corbin, Elias versus Ali, and Gable versus Andrade. Okay, cool.
0: All
1: right. So I am. It's tough because I could easily see Ricochet making the finals. It's the
0: Ricochet pick that goes ahead and throws everybody off.
1: I know. Um, It's tough. I actually wish they weren't facing each other in the first round. Yeah, I know. But they probably did that on purpose. Probably.
0: Well, I'm saying I'm gonna say this. I think Corbin's beating the Miz. Um I'm, I'm this is gonna sound crazy. Okay, whatever, I'm doing it. Buddy Murphy's gonna beat Ali. Okay. Uh Gable's gonna win. All right. Damn it, Ross, that ricochet Drew pick. is I know. I, I don't know it's what tough. was tougher, the, either that or Buddy versus Ali. I don't know. Like, it's just... <sighs> Fine. I'm going McIntyre. Okay.
1: All right, so as a recap, you have Joe versus Drew, yeah. Cedric versus Corbin. We're the same on the raw side. Yes. You have Andrade versus Gable. You have Elias versus Buddy Murphy. I have Elias versus Ali. Yes. Okay, so here's what I will tell you, Buddy Murphy. There's no way he's winning because he's going to get screwed over in that match by either Roman Reigns, Rowan, Daniel Bryan, or some combination of it.
0: Okay, fair enough. Um, I'm,
1: picking,
0: I'm changing my pick. I'm going. <laughs> I'm going with Ali, man. All right, there. I changed it. All right. I'm going with Ali. I'm sorry. It's. It. it I, I'm not copying out. I'm just. It's, no. It's, it's such fine. a tricky pick. I know. That and the McIntyre Ricochet pick is insanely hard.
1: Now. I will also tell you that storyline-wise, it makes sense for the Raw Finals to be Drew versus Cedric Alexander, because they've already wrestled each other yes, multiple times. Mm-hmm. Plus, it's the underdog versus the favorite, Yeah, which then you can have just Drew make the finals. Yeah. Um, you can then have Andrade beat Gable. You can have Ali beat Elias. That way, it's Ali versus Andrade. And because you have a heel on Raw, you would have a babyface win on SmackDown. So your finals would be Drew versus Ali with Drew winning. That's how I would book it. Now, if I was having Ricochet make the finals, I would have Ricochet versus Andrade, which would be unbelievable. And if they don't do Drew versus Ali, they should absolutely do Ricochet versus Andrade. They should do that match with, of course, Andrade winning. So let me ask you this.
0: Who is your pick for King of the Ring? Drew. Drew McIntyre? It's Drew
1: McIntyre. I'm going to look like a fool if Ricochet just beats him, but it's okay. Because if Ricochet beats him, he's making the finals.
0: Oh, no. There's no way fans are buts about it. You're absolutely correct on that.
1: Yes. Which is why I say that match, whoever wins that match, is making yeah. the finals.
0: Rosswell, let me tell you something. You know how much I love Drew McIntyre. You know I adore Drew McIntyre.
1: Mm-hmm. He needs it, too. He, he really needs it. Desperately needs this. Desperately needs it. I
0: wholeheartedly agree with you. But there's one man on this entire bracket that you know I am absolutely head over heels for.
1: Shelton Benjamin.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you bastard. <what? laughs>
1: the J-Man loves the promos where he's just, you know, pulling an Adam Gase in the background or just, you know, looking off. Whatever. Those those. That's still that's still one of the most bizarre NFL press conferences I've ever seen in my life.
0: Gase, you need to concentrate on making Sam Darnold an NFL quality quarterback.
1: Well, Sam Darnold needs to just take the next step, but yeah, just saying.
0: I don't watch football, so I don't know what I'm talking about. There you go. (laughs) I'm going with. Listen, man, you know how much I love Andrade. It's true. You know how I love that man. I love everything that he represents.
1: El Eagle.
0: Hashtag Tranquilo. I'm going with my boy Andrade. I'm going with my boy Andrade to win King of the Ring. So, uh, of course. So that means I'm completely messing up my pick by picking Drew McIntyre, which means <laughs> I'm changing it right now. i got to pick Ricochet because it would, it's the only thing that makes freaking sense. This isn't for points or anything like that. This is no. just for craps and giggles just to appreciate the tournament. But, dear Lord, the quality of wrestling that we got this week was great. I expect great next, next week too, Ross.
1: I will I will tell you this with a straight face. Yeah. So far. This has been a great start for the tournament. Oh, gosh. It's It's been, it's, it's, I I have, I have zero, I have zero complaints. And by the way, I was, I was, I was fixing to hate this at first. I know,
0: I know. And with every right to, with every right to. I, I I get the reason why you'd want to hate on it, but let's be honest here, man. They got, listen. I know people, They're okay, let's talk about these matches for a second. Um, we're not doing match segment show of the week yet, don't get me wrong, because I'm not giving away my pick. And I just want to talk about the quality of wrestling that happened for the King of the Ring tournament. The weakest match in all of this, you could do a toss-up between Cedric Alexander and Sami Zayn or Kevin Owens and Elias. And by the way, they weren't. the matches weren't that bad. They really weren't. They were strong. But you look at the quality of what was Cesaro and Samoa Joe... And you look at the quality of what was Andrade versus Apollo Crews. I am
1: so glad Apollo Crews is actually taken seriously as a wrestler again. Oh,
0: dude, he was looking like a million bucks against Andrade. The standing shooting star press does not get enough praise, let me tell you. And by the way, Zelina as a manager just keeps getting better and better and better every week. You know, we sit here and are admiring the work that Andrade is putting in. But let's be honest here, man. Zelina is getting better as a manager every week she's slaying it she's cutting better promos um it might be a little bit annoying that she gets involved so much in his matches but that's the whole it's also a heel character it's a heel character Mm -hmm. she's a heel manager yes so that's fine it's perfectly fine and she's good at it she's getting heat she is getting heat andrade's getting heat that's exactly what's supposed to be going on by the way how much of a freaking power trip would it be if you actually teamed up the real-life couples on in storyline? If you were to t- have Andrade team up with Aleister Black and Zelina and Charlotte as a group, game over.
1: Uh, the difference is I don't need to see Zelina wrestle.
0: I know that. But she could so. be their manager sure. and, and have Charlotte run roughshod over the women's division as she already is doing, and then Andrade and Aleister Black. That's not the point. The point is Andrade, Andrade is my pick. But the quality of wrestling that we had this week for the King of the Ring tournament to start off with was excellent.
1: Yes, very much so. Very much so. So, of course, uh, we'll we'll have more discussions like this uh, yeah. about King of the Ring next week when we have uh, more winners. We'll be down to the semis the next time we talk.
0: By the way, let me tell you something. Corbin versus Miz? I know that on paper it doesn't look like they're great of a match because compared to the other guys and stuff like that. But let's be honest here. Corbin is incredibly talented for a big man he's greatly improved his stock over the past two years and then Miz has quietly become one of the better wrestlers on the roster
1: and see I could actually see that as the match literally nobody cares about I know and it's messed up considering how hot the Miz was in April
0: it's he's true really cooled off it's really true. cooled off that's but again, not his fault
1: that match is simply to get Corbin a win and yeah. then set up the overconfident cocky heel against the underdog.
0: Makes sense. And that's perfect because he plays it super well. I think that they're gonna be I think they're gonna have a quality match, but let's be honest, people are gonna be watching Ricochet and Drew McIntyre last week next of week, and they're gonna be watching Buddy Murphy versus Ali. Those are the two matches.
1: And I'm telling you right now, I actually think Gable and Benjamin's gonna be really good.
0: I don't disagree with you in Any capacity on that. I think that's going to be an excellent match as well. We've got some great wrestling in this tournament, guys. We have some great wrestling. Appreciate it for what it's worth because the roster, I've said it before, I've said it again. The roster from the Attitude Era is absolutely incredible with Triple H and Kurt Angle and Stone Cold and The Rock and The Undertaker and Kane and Big Show and just everybody, mankind. I get it. And the Ruthless Aggression Era is fantastic as well. But this is the best era of wrestlers world wrestling entertainment has ever had and it's not even close this is the most talented collection of wrestlers they've ever employed so next week is going to be absolutely fire but ross you know what time it is bro i do shall i hit it with them let me do that again shall i hit them with it ah i messed that up so bad don't edit that out because that's what makes the show great i'm ready
1: in three go for it
0: two one Everybody's down for the 3 count.
1: I can't get you out of my heart. I knew we were in trouble right from the start. You should have played it smart. But I can't get you out of my heart, Tank Abbott. <laughs> it's that's 3 the, count. It's the
0: one year anniversary edition of the uh 3 count even though that's it started in November of last year. It's true. We started the show August of last year, but still, you know, it's Three it's the count episode.
1: Three count, uh, a a specialty of this show in which uh, we talk about the three most important things in the wrestling world. Of course, just yep. like the uh, wrestling count on the mat with my boy one two two, two slick, slick back, back hair, hair John Cohn, who had a segment with the twenty four seven title this that was week. Amazing! I missed his slick back hair. Damn it, John! I know. It's awesome though. <laughs> so just again, like the wrestling count, one two three. Most of these are WWE centric because, uh, well, one of us watches Impact, and AEW isn't really getting going until October. That's no offense to you. It's just that apparently I'm like one of the only like 20 people that watches Impact still. Hey, I'm and following it's a them crime.
0: on Instagram. I'm, 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 I follow them closely on Instagram. Tessa Blanchard and the Sammy Callahan situation is just getting interesting.
1: I'm telling you, one of these days, actually, I am telling you right now, I will do an episode. Of the next big pay per view for Impact. Well, Bound for Glory is this October. Yes. Yeah. So it's be a huge I show
0: that's their that's their WrestleMania.
1: It's 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 a very big show. Yes. It's yes, it's a very big show for them. So there may be a show where I literally de- I, I I dedicate an entire episode just to that.
0: I don't have a problem with that. Bro. All right,
1: let's do it. So uh, so that may happen. Uh, yeah. we need uh, I to don't... show
0: Impact some love.
1: It's true because there is really good stuff going on there.
0: They are currently the I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. I think they have climbed themselves back into the top four biggest promotions in wrestling right now.
1: So are we saying WWE, AEW, and who? Uh,
0: Just because of G1 right now.
1: And JPW? And JPW has to
0: be considered three. Fair. And And they're probably four? Impact's four because they are just crushing Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor Uh, has nothing uh, left.
1: No. Literally all they have is their fledgling TV deal and they're going to be swallowed up. In fact, if they were smart... Uh, they would somehow, like, merge with New Japan. Which I thought was the case last year. Which they still might. Yeah. And kind of have that be the America side of New Japan. Yep. And kind of split that. Absolutely. I think that would actually be advantageous for all parties. I
0: agree with you 100% on that.
1: And just kind of, I mean, it it would no longer be Ring of Honor. It would just be an extension of New Japan. But that's another story for another day. That's how we and do And hell, that. you
0: can make the case that some of the Mexican promotions are actually starting to go over on, on uh, Ring of Honor because of the deals where they're able to go ahead. And, like, for example, Killer Cross and a bunch of the Impact guys, Tessa Blanchard, of course, uh, they've been wrestling for promotions in uh, Mexico over the last few weeks, you know, sharing stars with one another. Uh, Scarlett Bordeaux was out in Mexico. Yes. Um, NWA is doing a lot of stuff down in Mexico with, like, uh, we were talking about this last week. The Nación Lucha Libre, which is uh, the where Carlito's at, MVP's at, Camille Brickhouse is at, Alberto Patron is at. So they're starting to do a lot of stuff. And then, um, of course, Lucha Underground is about to go ahead and start their brand new season very, very soon. So uh, Ring of Honor is going down. Everybody else is coming up.
1: Yes, this is three count. As we, uh, well, it's not a tangent. Because we like talking wrestling on the show. I just bring up Impact because it's not talked about a lot on the show. It's not because nobody cares. It's not because I don't care. It's not because it's literally the fourth promotion. I'm just telling you that because some people think we're about to have a boom period in wrestling, Impact is forgotten and it should not be because there is very good stuff going on over there.
0: They have one of the top five best women's wrestlers in the world on their
1: roster. Uh, they have one of the deepest tag team divisions in all of wrestling.
0: LAX officially wrestled their match, their last match for Impact last weekend. You and I discussed well, this. Well, part of off, them. Part yes. of them. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, LAX is basically a free agent. They're probably going to show up with All Elite.
1: I'm just saying. Just saying. Three count time. Three most important things going on in wrestling. Here is what I will say for my number one. Go ahead. I was fixing, I was fixing to hate this. I really was. Because okay. of my history with one of the uh, participants in this feud. Okay. I was fixing to hate it, and they almost took a turn to me totally hating it. Okay. And then, they sucked me back in. <laughs> I love what they're doing with the Kofi Kingston-Randy Orton feud. <laughs> now- I will tell you, Yeah. logic and storytelling, Kofi's going to lose the belt. Yeah. I now, understand what you're saying. Now, I understand people are not happy with that. However, if there's a guy that the WWE Universe will accept beating Kofi Kingston for the title. For whatever reason, it's him. Randy Orton's pretty high on that list. He is, isn't he? How weird is that? Because he's... He's the guy that's been around forever. Yeah, that people haven't really gotten. Okay, here's what I'll say. He's more over now. Than people he has in a got long time. sick of Randy Orton in like 09. Yeah, like during the whole. Actually, was that Legacy? That was well. That's when he won the Royal Rumble. Yeah. Okay, so that so was yeah. It was Legacy. That was ten years ago. And even though he's more of a part-timer, and even though he comes back and he takes long stretches off, or he's in only high-profile things, or he's helping put somebody over, and I will even be critical. And there are times where he literally looks like he's going through the motions and he's not motivated, which is bad, Orton. Something tells me, and you know what? If this is good storytelling and they're just going to put Kofi Kingston over, I will actually be okay with it. Because they're actually making me believe that Champion and Challenger can both win this feud. Like that is a good feud. That is good storytelling. And so far, even though the finish of the last match was sucked. was not great, yep. I understand it. I accept it. And it's part of a longer process. So... With all the stuff they're doing on TV with the New Day. They're even making the revival a thing, which is awesome. Please continue this immediately. (laughs) I don't even care if they're wearing weird yellow shirts. I don't care. The point is that two tag teams are wrestling each other on TV. You put the two main eventers, you combine them, you can do tag matches, you can do six man tags. I'm not at the point where I'm saying everything these six men do on TV is great. What I am saying is. They're making it a focal point on television. They're getting mileage out of it, and I like where it's going. So that's why it is my one of my three count this week.
0: I I feel that so hard. I feel it so much that it's also my number one as well, dude. Randy Orton, when motivated, is at his best. You and I have talked about this at length on multiple occasions. His promo on Tuesday night, Ross, I'm, I'm, I'm here to tell you, brother, it was one of the best promos he's cut in a long time. I know it's simplistic, he went back to the stupid lines, I loved it. I loved it. It was fantastic, and 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 by the way, it's not just Randy Orton's heel promo on SmackDown. It was his. It was the segment on Monday Night Raw. You know, with the tag team match between New Day versus the Revival, which by the way was a solid match as it continued to go. But then Randy gets in there. He's RKOing everybody and their mother. Like Michael Cole could have gotten an RKO. Renee Young could have gotten an RKO. They would have cheered it. That's how much. By the way, that's the thing about this. Randy Orton is so over right now, and it's not like cheering him tweener bit Randy Orton like he's over he's being booed but then he's still getting cheered at the same time but it's not taking away from the heat that Kofi Kingston's getting Kofi, Keaton, Kofi Kingston is not losing his cheers now granted Toronto was split which was expected Randy Orton is an all-time great and then you've got Kofi Kingston who's the current champ that's the flavor of the month and I shouldn't say just the flavor of the month Kofi Kingston has his legion of fans and rightfully so but you had the Kofi stupid and then the Randy sucks chance at SummerSlam which was a great contrast, and then when you go to Charlotte, which I'm going to assume that's going to be the rematch that we have at Clash of Champions, I think it's going to be more 65-35 in favor of Kobe Kingston, it will be of Randy Orton, which is exactly the way that you would expect it to go, but my point is, Randy Orton is being the best version of Randy Orton currently, and... The new serious side, like I said this a few months ago that I wasn't necessarily feeling Kofi's transition into the serious guy type of role. Because of the personal history that's behind the feud with Randy Orton from 10 years ago, now I can appreciate Kofi's transition into more serious because because of the storyline that goes back and dates back 10 years. There was manufactured hate between Kofi Kingston and Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania. I'm not saying Kofi Kingston and Randy Orton don't like each other. On the contrary, I know that they're very cool backstage. They wouldn't be agreeing to the crap that they're doing right now if they weren't. My point is, when you look at the storyline of how it transitioned from 2009 up until now, you could see the storyline hate that has brewed up for 10 years between Randy Orton and Kofi Kingston, and it makes for exceptional not great exceptional storytelling we were mad about the match at SummerSlam how it ended they have picked right back up from where they should have and they are going full steam ahead with this feud and I love it
1: we talked about it at length earlier in the show so I'm keeping my two count short so far the king of the ring has been awesome please keep this up as I also prefaced I understand it is not going to be G1 it is not going to be the Cruiserweight Classic. It is not going to be the Mae Young Classic. I understand that. All I asked was that they stay consistent. They treat it like a serious thing, and they just give us good, important things to happen, matches, storylines on TV. So far, so good. Please keep it up. King of the Ring looks like it's back. I hope it becomes a staple of this company again. I realize I'm thinking way far in advance. All I'm telling you is, if King of the Ring is here to stay, they're off to a great start. That is my number two of the week.
0: I I so agree with you on that. Now, my number two is, I'm just going to flat out say this, bro. What do you say about the handling of Buddy Murphy the last two weeks? Genius. Genius. Who in God's name, the great Lord in the heavens that roams around the earth, would have thought Buddy Murphy was gonna beat Daniel Bryan on SmackDown on Tuesday.
1: All right, so let me let me interject. Please, I know, go ahead. I know it's your two. No, no,
0: it's okay. Please go ahead. Okay,
1: for months, months. Okay, I will vouch for you on this. Please take right. the floor on this for months while he was Cruiserweight Champion. I said, okay. Remember the great things we had planned for when Neville was gonna get called up to the main roster, and then oh, and then. Get I, called back up to the main roster. Yes. yes. I also said at the time that they could have had these great plans for somebody like Austin Aries, right? So Austin Aries and Neville, they have their match at WrestleMania, right? And they now they're both world. not here. Yeah. And I said, there's got to be a guy in the cruiserweight division that they see not only as a star of this division, but somebody that can go to the main roster, wipe away the fact that he was just a 205 live guy. And show that he belongs with everybody else. And I said to myself, it's got to be Buddy Murphy. And look what happens. He gets taken off of 205 Live. I whine and complain to the sweet Lord (laughs) and say, why is this man not on television? you know what? I should have had a little more patience and said, okay, they don't have a plan yet. Or they don't have anything for him yet because everything they've done with him since they've put him on the main roster has been gold. It's been ace. Thank you, Buddy Murphy. It's been
0: ace. It really has been. And, like, I mean, we – listen, we watched the match with Roman Reigns last week, which, by the way, was a stellar match. Ross and I both thought it was – it was my Uh, co-match of the week. It was your match of the week. uh, Um, It was fantastic. And then they announced – and I put this up on our Instagram account. I was like – if it's as good as I think it's going to be, this this is Okay. Like I I I'm not gonna go ahead and curse because I've made an agreement not to curse on this. It's gonna podcast. be special. It's gonna be special. And guess what? This match was really, really good. Um, and it's not just the fact here's the thing. There's so many factors that are playing into this. You've got the storyline with Roman Reigns, who's attacking him. Buddy Murphy says it's Rowan. Daniel Bryan and Rowan are getting mad at buddy murphy because they say he's lying blah 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 and then buddy murphy's had enough and he's saying you know i'm tired of this man i'm gonna go ahead and challenge you to a match because you're pissing me off and then you have buddy murphy getting into the ring with not just the five-time world champion it's not just a five-time world champion daniel bryan is one of the is top three wrestlers on the planet period okay Daniel Bryan is one of the greatest submission artists of all time. Daniel Bryan is one of the greatest technicians. Daniel Bryan, when all is said and done, Daniel Bryan is not just Daniel Bryan is a top 10 wrestler ever, Ross. I said it. And that's that's saying a lot because you got Shawn Michaels and you got Ric Flair and you got Bret Hart and you got Stone Cold Steve Austin. You know, you've got real wrestlers. Daniel Bryan is on that list. And Buddy Murphy beat him clean in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, North Dakota, whatever state. In South Dakota. Thank you very much. Sioux Falls on a Tuesday night on the road to Clash of Champions. Clean and not a good match, not a great match, an exceptional match. The. It was quite good. It was quite good. Buddy Murphy's booking right now is genius. It's like it's like if he's still with Alexa Bliss, and Alexa Bliss went ahead and told the producers backstage on SmackDown, saying, hey, push my man. My man is good. There it is. And there it is. Buddy Murphy and the booking genius that is going on backstage with this man.
1: I'm going to defend... Two singles wrestlers winning the tag team titles. Okay. Because it's my three of my three count this week. It's your boy, Braun Strowman. It is the monster among men. Please push Braun Strowman immediately. Which they are because Braun, he's please now. please push Braun Strowman immediately, Strowman. Yes. <laughs> exactly. That's how stoked I was. All right. So. I was so happy for you. Normally, I hate the storyline. Because normally it's, well, it's two singles, guys, that have never tagged before, beating your best tag team in the world. And by the way, 99% of the time, I hate it. I know. Hate it, hate it, never need to see it again. Right. However, the storyline is that Seth and Braun are helping each other. Braun wants the title. Seth realizes it. And And rightfully, they called it out on Monday. They called it out. Right? So Braun had a United States title match. Yes. It got thrown out because the OC got involved. Seth Rollins came out and helped him. He returned the favor from the week previous. Correct. So then the gimmick is every time they save each other, Braun is fixated on his belt. Right. That being Seth's belt, the universal title. Mm -hmm. Because probably in Braun's mind, he's like, oh, Brock Lesnar doesn't have it now. Well, now it's now it's within reach. Not yeah. saying Seth is a weak opponent. I'm saying you know the actual stranglehold of the of the universal title is over. Right.
0: Well, which, he can't have Becky, so he might as well go after the title.
1: Well, that too. So, <laughs> Seth says, "You know what? I know you really want this title, and we've had each other's
0: backs." And he said that I'm willing to give you a title shot too. Right. Yeah. Which shout out to Seth.
1: But tonight, let's go win the tag titles yeah. because, and by the way, again. I'm a continuity guy. Mm-hmm. These two were the last two at the Royal Rumble. Yes, they were. And Braun Strowman was getting booed at the Royal Rumble. Yes, we were there. He then came out the next night on Raw, and <laughs> he and Seth Rollins, in a 30-second segment, they shook hands, and Braun Strowman was an over-babyface again. Like, immediately over and he again. He was a
0: babyface at the Royal Rumble, but, they, I mean, 40,000 people in Phoenix were no, cheering I understand for Seth that. Rollins.
1: W- what I'm saying yeah, is yeah, yeah. that... it. It took one handshake in a 30-second segment for people to absolutely love everything Braun Strowman does, which they're nuts. Please push Braun Strowman (laughs) immediately. Which, they had a match. They are now your tag team champions of Raw. Again, quality match. Which, by the way, they they had a very funny meme out, I hope you saw it, in which the last time Braun Strowman was a tag team champion, he was tag team champions with a 10-year-old. And then they did a time lapse, and it was it was Seth Rollins, <laughs> hilarious.
0: Shout out to Nicholas Cohn. Somehow,
1: somehow they should have had John Cohn in both pictures. <laughs> that way, we could have seen the transformation from the cool John Cohn to question. the old John Cohn with serious, shorter hair.
0: Serious question. Who was the referee in the match at WrestleMania 34 with Strowman and Nicholas versus The Bar? Was it John? Was
1: it his dad? I
0: don't know. I'd love to know. That's I, a if good we question. Get, if we get to, actually, I'm sure that if we were to go onto rest, onto the WWE Network and re-watch that So, have you downloaded the app, the re-downloaded the app for the WWE?
1: I don't like it. Really? Okay, because I, I do. not like the new format.
0: Because when you go to pay-per-views and you want to watch it on your phone, you can actually watch segments. You don't have to go ahead and scroll all the way through.
1: I don't like the bar on the left side.
0: Okay, I get that. Overall, I, I like think it. it's a little bit more of an improvement. And actually, we did, there was a lot of people who complained about lagging and, and buffering during SummerSlam. Oh, Slam. I'm not we saying it not, doesn't. We did not experience those issues.
1: I'm not saying it's... It was his dad. It was his dad? That's so cool. His dad was the referee in the match. That is rad. Okay. Yep. That's rad. And and they also took a picture backstage because John Cone, his dad, was holding up both. Braun Strowman's the best. Braun Strowman is the man. Like, don't get me wrong. I I crapped all over that segment because it made me think of Seamus and Cesaro never being taken seriously ever again.
0: They ended up winning another... Uh, they ended up. I understand that, but I mean, Champions it was down.
1: it was it was just a joke for a joke. Yeah, it was good. it was dumb at the time, but.
0: Well, I'm gonna do it for you, okay? Br- push Braun Strowman immediately.
1: Braun Strowman's the man.
0: Braun, push Braun Strowman By the way, immediately. This was Strowman.
1: also the time period, I believe, when uh, Kurt Angle was the general manager and still cut one of the best promos backstage ever, with uh, him him telling. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, that their tag team division was full, but that Impact was hiring. Tremendous. Uh, So the storyline is that Braun and Seth are tag team champions. They're going to lose the titles. Braun's going to get his title shot, and we're either going to see a new Universal champion or we're going to see Seth beat him again. This is fine. I believe the last time I saw this happen where I actually cared and was okay with it. Was, I believe, John Cena versus Shawn Michaels right before WrestleMania.
0: Oh, you didn't care about it when John Cena and Batista did it in 2008? No, I didn't. Oh, okay. Actually. All right, I just had to ask.
1: Probably because it was a WrestleMania match. Plus, I actually thought Shawn Michaels had a chance to win that match.
0: That match. When you look at the WrestleMania history of John Cena, twenty
1: five by the way? no WrestleMania twenty three. It was twenty three. Thank yes, you. Two thousand seven
0: okay. at Ford Field in Detroit.
1: When he uh, when he drove the uh, car through the uh, glass, oh, the,
0: Mus- the Shelby Mustang, the Shelby Mustang GT. G- right, oh, man. that was that's a hell of an entrance. John Cena has had some wicked entrances. That was at WrestleMania. before the
1: John Cena sucks chance, right?
0: Uh, he was ha- mm, the John Cena sucks chance started in like twenty. 20- 14, if I'm not mistaken. Although
1: I believe that match was was split with that crowd. uh, I believe it was 50-50.
0: HBK was a little bit more over. Because remember, WrestleMania 22 in Chicago was when he was booed out of the building when he beat Triple H.
1: No, but what I'm saying is that, uh, was that when HBK was still rocking the uh, DX stuff?
0: Yeah, because two months previous, Triple H tore his quad. Yes, at the Royal Rumble, or was that also New the, Year's the, Revolution? I'm sorry, was that
1: also the same time period that uh, Triple H? I'm sorry, your boy Triple H and uh, HBK had a triple threat match against Cena.
0: No, uh, the triple threat match took place
1: one year later after Triple H came back from his quad injury. So that was also during the time when we had the triple threat match of Undertaker versus Show and Jericho. Yes, because they had that because they had that triple threat tag team match at the mm. Garden, which is still. Strangely, like kind of a cool event that I'll always remember from a garden show. Which, by the way, I'm so glad they're going back to I'm the garden. So glad they're going back to the garden week after Labor Day. I am stoked.
0: It's gonna be dope. All right, Taker's supposed to be at that SmackDown. By the way, that's amazing. Be awesome.
1: Good. So my my three of my three count this week yeah. is I'm enjoying the Seth and Braun storyline. I understand it's a storyline that I 99 percent of the time hate. Not where-
0: to mention the OC loss attack titles.
1: But again, they're Sting going to bit. get them back. I hope so. They're not going to have these guys be tag team champions at the same time that they feud for the title. That's true. So the OC will get their titles back. Mm-hmm. It'll be fine. Them and AJ will still run roughshod. And by the way, you can do anything involving the OC and those two guys. That's true.
0: So that's my different.
1: three of my three count this week. Right.
0: Before I go ahead and actually talk to you about my three really quickly, I forgot to mention this in the news section. Shout out to the Usos. It's their birthday today. They just turned 35. Please, for the love of the good Lord, don't drink and drive. Um, that being said, um, ever since they, ever since one of the Uso brothers got pulled over with his DUI, they have fallen out of my ranking as the number one best tag team in the world. Ross. Uh, that's the way I feel, they have dropped down to three, Um, yes, that's right, I dropped them two spots, the Revival jumped up two spots, and they are the best tag team in the world right now to me, followed by the Young Bucks, the Usos, the New Day, and then I'd probably say... Probably say the Lucha Bros or the Undisputed Era, one of
1: those two. Side note, by the way, yeah. when the Revival did their half of Shatter Machine into the RKO, Ugh. amazing.
0: I have There's a reason why amazing. I haven't mentioned it, Ross. There's a reason why I haven't mentioned it. Don't you worry about that. So my number three is, listen, your number three last week was your biggest story of the week, which was King of the Ring. Uh, the biggest story of the week to me, uh, without question, is the move to USA for NXT. It's without question. There's nothing bigger in the wrestling realm right now than this move. Is it worrisome a little bit? Yes. It, it, it surely is. But is it also brilliant? Yes. Yes, it is. I'm going to tell you something. I I'm not I'm not a wrestling journalist. I'm not an expert. I'm just a fan who appreciates it and likes to talk about it a lot with my friends, and to other people that like listening to this. When, I don't know if it was Nick or Matt Jackson, they put up a Twitter, uh, I'm sorry, not a Twitter, but a tweet when NXT made the announcement, they put up, we're not scared. Roswell, I'm here to tell you, you don't put up that tweet if you're not scared, okay? I'm I'm not saying AEW has any right to be afraid, but I'm lying to you, every, they have every right to be afraid. And Triple H takes NXT seriously to the point that he has been putting on consistently the best programming WWE has to offer for the last five years. And I'm not saying that Raw and SmackDown suck, I'm not saying 205 Live sucks, but what I'm telling you is you talk about consistency, NXT has been the consistency. That's just the show's not including the takeover specials. The takeover specials have been some of the best pay-per-view programming we have seen in a very, very long time. Ross, we've talked about this constantly. When is the last time takeover was bad? I can't remember. We are we discussed last week takeover toronto wasn't that great of a show compared to new york in 25 and we discussed previously that takeover phoenix wasn't that great of a show either they're still great shows in hindsight compared to everything and anything else that not only wwe on the main roster is putting out but any other wrestling company in the world is putting out look at it takeover war games last year look at takeover brooklyn from last year takeover new orleans take over Philadelphia. You got to go back to at least the first ever takeover to say, "Oh, yeah. Oh, and guess what? Ross the first ever takeover was freaking fire." Okay? I'm not saying all Elite Wrestling should be shaking in their boots, but do but take it seriously, all Elite Wrestling. WWE fired the second shot. Y'all fired the first shot when you said you were going back on television on October the 2nd on a Wednesday night. Okay? Respect. But did you think that WWE is going to take this lying down? No. How stupid do you think this company is? They have been on top of the wrestling galaxy for 25 years for a reason. NXT is going to give the competition... All Elite Wrestling is really craving, and it's going to be glorious. This is brilliant. Are we going to see some changes to NXT? Unfortunately, yeah. Do I still think it's going to be consistently awesome? You bet your sweet ass. I believe it's going to be still very consistent. NXT, brilliant idea to be on the USA Network? Yes. The exposure that they're going to get is going to be unbelievable, and
1: they're probably going to get a Skittles sponsorship out of it too. That's our three count for the week. It's triple threat time. Yeah, baby. Match, segment and show of the week. I think you're going to be really surprised. Okay. with what I go with this week. As That's you mentioned, the- as you mentioned, there was a lot of good wrestling this sure week. There was. I will tell you with a straight face. I almost and I do mean this. I almost picked Killian Dane versus Matt Riddle. That was a good match. I almost did it. They had a great match. I almost picked a lot of things. Because pretty much everything this week was good. Yeah, there was two great
0: tag match, Three great tag matches on Raw. Cor- Corbin and McIntyre versus Ricochet and Miz
1: was solid. But I have a feeling I know what you're picking. huh. And I did really like that match. However... If you're asking me what match made the biggest impression on me this week, and I know it's going to shock you, my match of the week is Roman Reigns versus Dolph Ziggler.
0: Actually, let me tell you something about that match. That match was a stellar way to start off Monday Night Raw. So,
1: So, I'll tell you why it's my match of the week. This is now two weeks in a row where WWE has gone out of their way To tell its audience that Roman Reigns is a good wrestler. Uh, Yeah. Okay. Newsflash: flash, he's a great wrestler. No, but but here's the thing, okay? People have been like, I'm sick of seeing Roman Reigns in the main event and blah, 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 and he can't wrestle. and No, he's just the guy that hung out with Seth Rollins for all those years, because Seth Rollins is so much better. (laughs) Let me tell you something. When you put Roman Reigns at the beginning of your show, two weeks in a row, and he not only has great matches, in my case, he had match of the week two times in a row against two guys that maybe the company doesn't see at the same level, but I'll tell you right now, if you are a fan of world wrestling entertainment, you know who Buddy Murphy is. You know who Dolph Ziggler is. And if you forgot about Roman Reigns, I dare you to tell me that he's not good at his job after the last two weeks. True that. I dare you to do it. Because all that match did, and I realized that it was a very similar similar. It was a very similar formula that they did two weeks in a row, right? Buddy Murphy caught him with a knee, almost pinned him. Ziggler caught him with a foot, almost pinned him. And as the match went on. Ziggler wore down Roman Reigns, Roman Reigns wore down Ziggler, and what happened at the end of the match? Roman Reigns speared him out of his boots and pinned him. Because
0: Dolph Ziggler got cocky. Yes. Yes. It's perfect, perfect storytelling.
1: So, we've now seen two weeks in a row where Roman Reigns has been booked in a position to succeed. I say every week about pacing. The story was good. The pacing was good. Yep. They sped things up when they needed to. They slowed things down. And guess what? The heel got his heat. The baby face had his comeback. Mm-hmm. And the baby face hit him with a finisher and pinned him clean. I have zero complaints about this match. I understand that most weeks... I would have picked Daniel Bryan versus Buddy Murphy, especially mm-hmm. with the finish.
0: But it's okay. You wanted to give some love to Roman Reigns versus Dolph Ziggler. Of I,
1: course I do.
0: do. You have every right to do so because it was a step. I watched that match. I was like, this is. That's, dude, Dolph Ziggler super kicks, though. Oh, man, they're good. And Roman Reigns sold the hell out of his life mm-hmm. for Dolph Ziggler on Monday night.
1: So, because it was two weeks in a row, it gave it the edge slightly over the excellent storytelling and the right finish in the match I just mentioned, that being Brian and Murphy, which I have to believe is your match of the week. But mine is Roman Reigns versus Dolph Ziggler that opened Monday Night Raw this week.
0: And by the way, Ziggler's promo was great. It was fantastic. The super kick, it should have been me. I was like, he killed Roman. If leukemia didn't kill Roman, that did right there. Bad joke. I'm sorry. The whole point is, hell of a super kick from Dolph Ziggler. Ross, well, let me tell you something. There's a lot of great wrestling this week, as you just mentioned. Okay? King of the Ring offered some great stuff. NXT offered some great stuff. Um, There was some, there was, I I alluded to this. There was multiple great tag team matches on Monday Night Raw. My match of the week is not what you think it is. Oh, no. I'm going to tell you what it was. Oh, no. you ready?
1: Yes. Okay, hold on. The fact that you didn't pick Daniel Bryan versus Buddy Murphy worries me right now.
0: Ross, my match of the week was Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross versus Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville.
1: Oh, my God. You did not just say that. Of
0: course I didn't, Ross. Well, it was Buddy Murphy versus Daniel Bryan. Of course it was
1: Buddy you, Murphy. You, you really, Bryan. really worried me for I a little know. while.
0: I love doing that. It's my favorite thing besides doing other stuff.
1: that. That's per- blowing out your mic over there.
0: Yeah, it's okay. Because it was Daniel Bryan versus Buddy Murphy, and it's not even close, although it sickens me that Mandy Rose and Sody Deville are still not women's tag team champions, but that's a whole different story. They're too busy doing whole-
1: donut podcasts.
0: They're doing donut podcasts, <laughs> and you know, Mandy Rose is too busy not getting with Ross and shoving Otis away and whatever,
1: and... Post no claim to that, by the way. Those are the words of the J-Ban. Thank you <laughs> well, very much. Well, the
0: Otis part, it's definitely, it's definitely the truth. Uh, Ross. <sighs> Daniel Bryan versus Buddy Murphy was excellent. I'm trying to figure out whether I thought it was better than Buddy Reigns versus Roman Reigns last week. That's what I'm trying to figure out.
1: Did you say Buddy Reigns versus Roman Reigns? Is that what you just said? <laughs> no, I
0: think I'm pretty sure I said Buddy Murphy versus Roman Reigns. Okay. Although it wouldn't surprise me because that's how messed up my brain was after watching that match. Mm -hmm. And by the way, Killian Dane versus Matt Riddle on NXT was lovely. And then I've already spoken the praises of Samoa Joe and Cesaro. The the raw tag team main event of uh Rollins and and Strowman versus the OC was excellent. Even though it ended in disqualification, the revival in the New Day had a great match going. Andrade and uh Apollo Cruz had an excellent match on Tuesday. There's just, it's just not fair. It's not fair that I can't have three matches. So I will
1: I will tell you this is probably one of their better weeks of total wrestling WWE has done in a while. In a
0: long time. Because it's normally strong. there
1: are weeks where I can pick out Like a match or two, yeah, and the rest of it existed. But
0: last week was the same way. There was a lot of great matches. It's true, you know. I mean, Cedric Alexander versus Rick. I'm sorry, Cedric Alexander, excuse me, versus Drew McIntyre was excellent. Was you know, and then of course we ended up going with Buddy Murphy versus Roman Reigns. Yes, but this week was even stronger than that. But there's no way you can deny Daniel Bryan versus Buddy Murphy except I totally get your point on Dolph Ziggler and Roman Reigns because let's face it, I've said this before, I'll say it again. Dolph Ziggler and and Roman Reigns have excellent chemistry, and they've been showing it off since like 2015 or 2016. And every single time that they get into a match, whether or not it's the six-man tags that The Shield had versus the Dogs of War last year, whether or not it's been Dolph Ziggler versus Roman Reigns in a one-on-one match, anything... These two display excellent chemistry. It's wonderful to watch. And had Daniel Bryan versus Buddy Murphy not existed, I, that probably would have been... A, I mean, it's probably my in my top three for this week for sure. But I just... Listen, the greatness that was Buddy versus Debry, you can't deny it. Segment I, of the week. And I'm really happy that I got you with the Alexa Bliss, Nikki Cross, Mandy Rose, Sonya Deville thing.
1: Awful. <laughs> Segment of the week, I'm going to keep it very short because... I'm going to keep it short. Whatever they're doing with The Fiend, they need to keep doing it all the time. Maybe not every week, (laughs) but they are so far so good. Rolling sevens. Oh, yeah. Or drawing aces or whatever term you want to use. Blackjack. Everything they're doing with The Fiend character. Because this week he came out, he just attacked Jerry Lawler. Yeah. Why? Because he's The Fiend and he does what he wants. So tidbit of jerry
0: the king lawler that shirt did it remind you of anything
1: it did not
0: that's like old school 1999 rock
1: oh you know what i saw that picture on instagram i didn't get it
0: almost the exact same type of so apparently there's a rumor (laughs) jerry the king lawler would buy the rock shirts after he was done wearing them because that was he liked the fashion i mean i mean i mean lawler
1: was a bigger guy when he wrestled but I don't remember him being like the rock size when he wrestled.
0: But remember, he's got the beer gut where Rock's got these massive shoulders, so it kind of maybe is big, but then hmm. it kind of makes sense that it goes over the belly. That would be
1: it. an interesting, cool story if that was the case of Jerry the King Lawler was giving him wardrobe stuff.
0: Or Rock giving him the wardrobe after he was done with it. That's awesome if that yeah, was the case. Either times. way, But anyways.
1: So Fiend is my segment of the week. Um, again, I don't need to see him every week. Uh, I need him to kind of be... You know, spooky and yeah. pop up where he needs to be, and then when you have a feud for him, mm-hmm. just keep doing what you're doing with him. Agree. So again, so far, Fiend, good segment of the week.
0: By the way, hot crowds in both Sioux Falls and St. Paul this week. Thoroughly enjoyed them.
1: Uh, St. Paul does not surprise me. Yeah, they have a really uh, big Sioux Falls had a lot to cheer about. They so sure did. There you go. Sure
0: did. Um, I got a co-segment of the week because it's intertwined with everything. Everything involving Randy Orton, the New Day, Kofi Kingston, and the revival—whether or not it was the segment on Monday with the beatdown to X, and then Kofi getting his revenge on Randy and the revival on Tuesday—was all excellent. Randy's promo was awesome. Um, the revival, this this is better for the revival than the team up with Shane McMahon was. I I know, and I have to say that because nothing came up came about. Except for a tag team win, but then they weren't associated themselves with, with Shane McMahon anymore. So it was kind of like dead in the water at that point. I was like, all right, whatever. So they're not, dis- they're completely, dis- oh my God, disassociated, excuse me. Um, I think that they're doing a lot better with the FTRKO. I love that. Um, and yes, like you said, the 3D into the, or the Shatter Machine into the RKO was absolutely excellent. Shout out to Xavier Woods, because... One thing that never gets talked about for Xavier Woods is his selling ability. He's, True. His acting is incredible. It is. And then, of course, we love Biggie, And you're loving what's going on with Kofi Kingston right now. Like, I will give you credit, finally. I will
1: be a fair man.
0: Do it, man. That's awesome. It does I, I, help uh,
1: that Randy Orton's in the feud and is making things more enjoyable and more relatable for me, the fan. That's fine. So.
0: That's no problem. I'm not here to go ahead and dis- disrespect you on that. I think it's awesome that you're able to enjoy this feud. Yeah, so everything with Randy, Kofi, New Day, and, and the Revival, it's all fire right now.
1: My show of the week is Monday Night Raw. And to be perfectly honest with you, it's not even close. Because, for once, because they do this every once in a while, right? Monday Night Raw just chooses to be an awesome three-hour wrestling show. It
0: pisses me off when they do that.
1: Unfortunately, most weeks, they just decide that they have a hot angle or a hot segment. Yeah. And they base, like, their entire show around it. And then the rest of it's filler. This week, now, I understand that they had two King of the Ring matches that were both taken seriously. Pretty much everything they did on Raw made sense. Do you
0: think—I'm going to ask you this flat out. Do you think it had to do with the fact that Vince wasn't backstage? And that Triple H and Kevin Dunn and Paul Heyman were running the show?
1: You know— I did not know that until you just mentioned that. It had no bearing on me enjoying the show. Okay. I will tell you that when you have a show in which I don't feel like there's a lot of wasted time, Uh I feel like everything has a purpose. Again, even the 24-7 stuff had a purpose. The storytelling was better. It was smoother. I didn't feel so haphazard jumping all over the place. And most importantly... I don't remember speeding through a lot of Monday Night Raw other than commercials. That's awesome. Which is a great feeling for Monday Night Raw. I still, please, for anything that is holy, please have a plan for Monday Night Raw to go back to two hours. I don't care if it's not possible. I still want it to happen because, in a perfect world... When you have two hours of Raw and two hours of SmackDown and two hours of NXT, 205 Live can be an hour. That's fine. It's a separate entity. NXT UK can be an hour. That's fine. That's still two hours total. That's eight hours of programming every week. Yeah. Fine. Mm -hmm. It's balanced. It will help everything. Remember the old adage that we said? We said, hey, let's take one hour from Raw and give it to NXT. Well, they're halfway there. Yeah. Because now NXT was going to have a second hour. I understand that contractually they're not going to get rid of three hours until Raw is not where they're at right now. But for the time being, on this occasion, on this week, with everything that happened on this show, Monday Night Raw is the best show of the week. Um, There was a lot to like about
0: Monday Night Raw this week. Obviously, the tag team title match, uh, Rollins versus, uh, I'm sorry, Roman Reigns versus Ziggler. Um, By the way, I hope that you enjoyed the Sasha Banks Michael Cole interview as much as I did because I actually thoroughly enjoyed it.
1: I'm sorry, with
0: all due respect, Sasha. That's probably the one
1: part of the show I didn't like. Really,
0: I love the whole "nobody's talking about your blue hair." That actually made me chuckle a little bit. Oh, by the way, shout out to Vic Joseph. Shout out to Vic Joseph. He was on oh, yeah, the raw.
1: Oh yeah. So because Graves is off, Gra- Graves is in Jamaica with Carmella. Yes, which is why, uh, which is why our truth has been sans Carmella. That is
0: correct. So. And that's why uh
1: David Otunga
0: was on commentary with uh Saxton and with Phillips on SmackDown.
1: Let's let's not have that happen again, shall I agree. we?
0: I I you know what? It made me miss Corey Graves. I think we take Corey Graves for granted, but shout out to Vic Joseph. He did a great job Vic on that. Vic Joseph
1: night. did do a great job. Yeah. Um
0: and it, if I'm not mistaken, I think the first 30 minutes were called with uh with King, obviously, and then he got taken out by uh Bray Wyatt.
1: Yes. Yeah. And I have lobbied for a while now that they should have Corey Graves on one, one show, show and I think not two. And hopefully and they are so seeing...
0: Yeah. He's so talented that I get why they have him on both shows, but I think people take him for granted and people don't appreciate his work because right. he's... I'm not going to... The word's not overexposed, but he's on two shows. If you have him on just one, it makes you appreciate him more. I think Graves, Graves has great chemistry with both Cole and Young, but then he's got also great chemistry with Saxton and with Phillips. So it's just,
1: what, which show do you want him on? Personally, the balance, I think I would have Graves on SmackDown. I had a feeling you were going to say that because... Because you kind of need that edgy heel to counterbalance. And again, Saxton. that's that's nothing wrong with Tom Phillips. I actually enjoy Tom Phillips. I know you do. But I think Phillips and Saxton have this weird way of kind of helping each other. They're baby faces, and then he's more of the tweener. But what I'm saying is that I actually think Tom Phillips has gotten Byron Saxton to be a little less kooky. And Ah. what I mean by that is I think Byron Saxton is a little more focused when he's with Phillips instead of Cole. Because Michael Cole's job is to be Michael Cole. His job is not to help Byron Saxton. I agree. Whereas Tom Phillips and Byron Saxton are more helping each other get better. Mm -hmm. Whereas then, if you're doing that, you have to have a strong heel personality which is why I would put Byron on SmackDown. And then you're already having Renee kind of Get groomed by Michael Cole. Exactly. Keep those Cole's two already together.
0: with Cole's already taking care of Renee. Phillips is working with Saxton. It makes perfect sense. And then you add Corey Graves as the perfect heel dynamic. I think that's spot on.
1: Well, wait. Are we saying? Are we still saying you want Corey Graves on both shows? No. Because actually, I would say that Monday Night Raw does not need a tweener or a heel announcer.
0: I think Corey Graves would be a per- more perfect fit staying on SmackDown. Okay. As so closely, then, on Raw, I like you him would, and Renee Young.
1: So on Raw, who would you have as the third person? Since they're infatuated I, hey, the with hell? third,
0: w- bring up Vic Joseph. He did a great job on Monday night.
1: So Vic Joseph is doing two o five live, two o five live,
0: and NXT. So, see, that's the problem. If Vic Joseph is doing two o five live, then honestly, he should be the one that's on t- on SmackDown because they record at the same time, right? Or not record, but they're airing at the same time, and then it would make sense to keep. Corey on raw
1: okay but then what do you do with tom phillips
0: well that's what i'm that's phillips well, saxton and, and vic joseph are gonna have to be the three baby faces which is stupid as well eventually
1: things. i need michael cole to be off commentary but that's a whole other topic so because the 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 reality is he's not going anywhere unless he wants to leave
0: and he's earned that
1: that's fine yeah he's still not very good
0: uh, My show, of the, oh, your show of the week is Monday Night Raw. So, it was.
1: I, I'm, um, I'm pretty sure I interrupted your show of the week because you were talking about Raw. And well, because we I gave a shout announcer. out to Vic
0: Joseph and I was saying how much he I miss He did Corey do a Graves. good job. He did. He did. He did. He did. Um, although I'm very much looking forward to seeing our boy
1: Corey Graves back on TV. Oh, side note also, can we please stop having Skype calls in the middle of our WWE television? How's your boy Booker T, though? I love Booker T, but can we just have him and there live? Well, yeah, I mean. Yes, just pay him to fly him in for a show instead of having a dumb Skype call. Yeah, Although, I
0: feel that the conversation went better with Booker T because they had a better connection. I feel like the Stone Cold one was a little bit delayed because of their connection. I know that sounds stupid, but it, I felt that. Shucky ducky. <laughs> right? Shucky right. ducky quack sack. Exactly. My show of the week. But I was saying, uh, talking about the great things that happened on Raw. Uh-huh. I like the Sasha interview. I like the Fiend.
1: Are you gonna say SmackDown again? Damn right, yeah. I'm gonna oh, say you're SmackDown. Such an come apologies. on,
0: come on, Ross. You know me. SmackDown could suck, burn, and holy hell, and I'd say Raw that it was
1: such a better show. No,
0: no, I th- they were pretty even, and I'm going with SmackDown. Listen. Let me tell you something. So the, the you had the pro, promo with Randy, and then of course the segment with Kofi and the revival. Then you had a really strong revival batch with heavy machinery, um, Kevin Owen and Elias, and King of the Ring. Andrade and uh, Apollo Crews for King of the Ring. Um, Charlotte Bailey in a moment of bliss. I actually enjoyed. Um, although I really, really want to see Charlotte what Bailey's ass for whatever reason. Um, and then, of course, of course, the classic, Daniel Bryan versus Buddy Murphy. Uh, the only thing is just they're adding too much into the Roman Reigns thing. I just want it to be that we find out it was Daniel Bryan and Roman already because I want to see the feud because I'm already, you're already seeing sprinklings of the chemistry that Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns possess and it's extraordinary, Roswell. And I just want to see it fully come to fruition with a heel Daniel Bryan and a babyface Roman Reigns and then just collide and then go to town for like the next four months. It's going to be spectacular. So, yes, my show of the week was the blue brand.
1: You're going to say that show was better than Joe Cesaro, Cedric Zayn, The Fiend, Roman Reigns and Dolph Ziggler, the tag team match with Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross with... Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville, Ricochet and The Miz versus Drew McIntyre and Baron Corbin, the 24-7 shenanigans, that was a worse show than SmackDown? By a little bit, yep. You are off your rocker. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. No, I'm not.
0: You're off your rocker. It's okay. Just call me a SmackDown apologist. I'll tell you. You are a
1: SmackDown apologist. It's a great show.
0: It's what I grew up watching, and I still love it to this day.
1: (sighs) You just love it because it was the rock show. Because you're a rock lover okay. for life. First of all. Even though I love The Rock, too.
0: That's part of it, yeah? Mm-hmm. It's it's also because of Eddie, so don't you forget Eddie.
1: There was more to SmackDown than just The Rock and Eddie. You're right. Taker, too. Huh. How about that? What about there's, Triple there's,
0: H killing the game? My boy Triple H. Say it for okay. me. Come on now. Hit it. No, no. It. Come no, on. No, give, me, I'm give, not, me, give me my boy Triple H. I need it.
1: Triple H was not a SmackDown guy.
0: In the Attitude Era, he wasn't a SmackDown guy? Triple H is Stop.
1: always going to be known as a Raw guy.
0: Fine. Whatever. You want to go ahead and go about it that way? Fine. But I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. that the first ever SmackDown episode, mm-hmm. Triple H beat The Rock for the WWF title. Okay. Just throwing that out there. It was, okay. Okay? Rey Mysterio. How about Brock frickin' Lesnar back in the day? How yeah. about the SmackDown 6 with our boy Kurt Angle mm-hmm. and the man who can't be mentioned by WWE, Chris Benoit. Mm-hmm. Okay?
1: okay. An edge. And yet it took Chris Benoit going to Raw to win the world title.
0: I don't care. It doesn't matter. He killed the game. And then not to mention our boy Paul Heyman. Smackdown is glorious. Mm-hmm. Pun intended. Robert Roode
1: needs to go ahead and get a push too. By the way, why did they get rid of Robert Roode's mustache? Why
0: did they? Just Bobby Roode needs to get let go and just go back somewhere else where he can flourish. <laughs> because it's not working, bro. Or well, send him back to NXT.
1: No, actually, you know what I really think needs to happen? I hate saying this. I think he should go back to Impact. I don't No, okay, here's the thing, right? <sighs> yeah. If he goes to AEW, uh-huh. they're not going to push him as a world champion. That's for sure. Yeah. Okay? If he goes to New Japan, he'll get lost. Yep. If he goes back to NXT, that's a demotion. It is. Mm, it is. Yes,
0: but now it's different because they're going to be on national television.
1: I understand that, but do you want do you want Robert Roode beating Adam Cole for the NXT title? No, you don't.
0: I mean, that'd be different if Adam Cole gets pushed up to Raw or SmackDown. Right, but that's
1: not going to happen until all four members wear belts. (laughs) Do I have to go through this again? Unbelievable. They're doing this a month late, two months late. They're doing it despite you. They are. They are. I'm (laughs) now... You know who I blame for this? I solely blame William Regal for this. <laughs> you know, there were years where I defended William Regal winning the King of the Ring. And then, I defended and then recently, him
0: for his cocaine use back in the late 90s, yeah.
1: I did not. <laughs> I defended him winning, winning King of the Ring over CM Punk for the longest time. And then I finally turned on it and, and thought, what an awful idea to get William Regal back in the ring. This, this is payback. You bastard. William well, Regal yeah. probably listened to this show and he was like, I'm going to make sure that doesn't happen. Yeah, <laughs> You got
0: to say that in a British accent. I'm going to make sure that does not happen.
1: By the way, I, I recently saw a match on, of course, WCW television. Do you remember when he teamed with Dave Taylor? No, I don't. Do you remember him and Dave Taylor wrestling for the WWF? I'm
0: going to be honest with you. Who in God's name is Dave Taylor?
1: How do you not remember Dave Taylor and William Regal? Okay, do you remember the ladder match? It was like six teams, and they were the team that refused to, to actually climb the ladders to win the tag team titles because they were afraid of climbing? Yes. You remember this? I think so, yeah. Then then how do you forget the, the absolute amazingness of William Regal and Dave Taylor coming around to that— you know, just this, just that dark and mysterious music, and the and the and the actual Tron was born naughty. <laughs> yes, and then of course there was a Tron of Dave Taylor just menacing with his fists. It's tremendous. Unbelievable. I'm gonna have to show it to you.
0: You're gonna have to go ahead and send it to me via Instagram.
1: Unbelievable. All right. By the way, for those of you that uh, missed it, I did post. Uh, I think it was on Twitter that I posted it with. Uh, with the Luther Reigns video that has the joke. Yeah. For of, those of you who
0: have also missed it, Ross doesn't post very much on social media. So when he says, oh, I posted this, he means that he posted it like seven years ago.
1: That's not true. <laughs> I just like to post stories on Instagram, Actually, not that's, hold that, stuff up. right.
0: You post a lot on your Facebook, which, by the way, I commented on your Facebook status yesterday, and I got nothing in return.
1: And I do post on Instagram. I just post stories. I don't post anything that's up forever. Yeah. So I do post a lot on Instagram. How about them apples? How about, no. Born naughty, Dave Taylor, (laughs) (laughs) William Regal. The point is, the show is coming to an end. I had to get in my WCW reference, because I am watching the network again and watching old Nitros. In fact, the last Nitro I watched was uh, the two Nitros they did at uh, Disney World. Uh, Right after Hulk Hogan became Hollywood Hogan, and uh, that was the show. (laughs) It's amazing to think that back then those guys were considered cool, and they were doing like the dumbest 13-year-old shenanigans ever. They
0: had a World Heavyweight Championship belt and using it as an air guitar.
1: Hey, Undisputed Air. No, but I mean like they were at an event, and they covered up the WCW letters with like a cloth or like a sheet. And it had a big N, W, and O. And they were like, we're renegades for doing this. It was so tremendous. And, of course, Bischoff and all those guys are just appalled. Just appalled that their shows being taken over by three guys. Well, they after- have an entire roster that could just beat them up, yep. including the giant. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you.
0: And not to mention, Goldberg was getting ready to come out. Uh, Goldberg was not
1: a uh, like thing back in right? 96.
0: Yeah, I know. He came out in 97.
1: Yes. So the NWO pretty much ran rough shot for at least a year. True that. By like holding the entire hostage or holding the entire company hostage with three people. I know. It's funny. It's great. It was amazing back then. it was. We may be on the verge of another uh, big boom period for wrestling. I hope so because I'm a wrestling fan and I want wrestling to be a huge deal again.
0: Actually, you know what? I want to go ahead and say this really quickly because, again, shout out to Sean Spears, a.k.a. Ty Dellinger. Um, for posting this because he's absolutely correct in saying this. And what it was is if I could find it, mm-hmm. I'll tell you here
1: in just a moment. Uh-huh.
0: Where are you? By the Shane way, James? I hate
1: all of you in the WWE universe that still chant 10 Ugh. even though the gimmick is not there and it sucked anyway. Yeah, the yeah. perfect 10 gimmick sucked. I agree. Wholeheartedly, and the whole counting ten instead of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I hate all of you. Stop. But, but I will say this. Okay, go I, ahead. I, I really Sorry. liked his uh, his
0: theme music. It's
1: actually pretty good. No, dumb. He's much better as Sean Spears than Ty Dillinger ever was. I
0: said the theme song, not yeah. him, the character. Yes, Sean Spears is killing the game. He put. It's a wonderful thing to see options for professional wrestlers, but it's a beautiful thing when there are options for the audience. Watch whatever the hell you want, but enjoy professional wrestling. Congratulations to all. That, that right there is awesome. Not, we're not scared. I'm sorry. Maybe it's my my just pissed-offness at the Young Bucks for considering themselves the best tag team in the world, but that, it just shows just shows your 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 nutsack shriveling up just a little bit wow hey
1: that got graphic in a hurry
0: hey i'm calling it like i see it bro fair you know you want to you want a war but they are the, the competition. war is at your, the, the, the war is at your doorstep
1: this is where the uh, kevin nash adjective play joke comes in because <laughs> that, so, that was the war
0: this is where the big boy play big boys play huh look at the
1: adjective there play mm-hmm.
0: oh yeah. kevin nash
1: i love kevin he was nash
0: so bad sometimes
1: it's okay. Kevin Nash is, uh, well, he and Scott Hall and uh, Hulk Hogan. They changed the business forever. They sure Ma- did. Maybe AEW is going to change the business forever. We'll see. Or they could flop in a year. You maybe never know.
0: I, you know. I hope that's not the case. I
1: hope-, I hope they don't pull a WCW where they're like the greatest thing ever for like two years, and then they just die because they waste a lot of money.
0: They are spending a lot of money.
1: It's true. Yeah. They are. Your phone blowing up means uh, that this show needs to come to a close. <laughs> it is coming to that time.
0: I'll yeah. tell oh, okay. <laughs> well, okay. Shout, we got to do a couple shout outs really quickly. All right, um, go shout ahead. Out, okay. Shout out to um, <laughs> my wife.
1: I thought you had this planned. Plan. I did. Okay.
0: Shout out to my wife, seriously, because if it wasn't for her letting us record till late at night. Well,
1: letting you record.
0: Letting, I say us because you were over at my house. Oh. Yeah yes okay letting me record with you
1: this is the year this is the year uh this is the year uh in rev- well not the year it's, in review. it's, it's a year it's, it's the anniversary, one year anniversary i keep i keep fumbling over that it's, it's okay. the year anniversary of this show yeah and we so really didn't talk a whole lot about it so we didn't.
0: so gotta give a shout out to my wife um she was pregnant when we first started the show that's true um we've been through a lot through this show we have uh gained a family member i i gained my second baby boy um We've also gained more followers. We've gained more followers. We've also gained iTunes. We've gained iTunes, <laughs> Spotify, Google Podcasts, um, Stitcher, Stitcher, Radio Public. You name it, we're on it more than likely now. Suck on that. Um, but just shout here's a here's a special one. Just shout out to our moms because they let us watch wrestling when we were little kids and they allowed the f- passion to become a fruition to the point that right now we're two grown-ass men who talk about this and love it and don't care how old we are. True. Um, Shout-out to Vince McMahon for making the business what it is today. Shout-out to Ted Turner for making WCW what it was and allowing us to talk about it on a weekly basis. Shout-out to Stone Cold and The Rock and Triple H. Shout-out to Wrestling. Shout out to wrestling because if you didn't exist wrestling, we wouldn't do this on a weekly basis. So shout out to you for being awesome. And it's unfortunate that people view you as a fake thing. It's not a fake. It's an art. It's an art that takes a precision to be able to pull off, and guess what? It takes a certain position and a certain knowledge to be able to talk about it on a weekly basis. So shout out to you, Roswell, for bringing the knowledge and the wisdom that you bring every week to this damn show. The reason why we're as good as we are is because of you, my friend, and I love the hell out of you. And uh, TDT is going to keep going very, very far.
1: That's going to do it for the Double Turn Wrestling Podcast. For the J man, I'm Boss Ross. We will catch you on the flip side.